Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hi, friends, and welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I've got another special episode here for you today. I'm interviewing one of my friends, coach and speaker, Rhonda Delaney. We're going to talk about leadership simplified, and this is one of Rhonda's big strengths. We've been friends for a few years. Initially, we met as part of an Amy Porterfield event that we both attended. Later, Rhonda and I were part of a weekly mastermind kind of support group with eight other women. We supported, grew, implemented, and troubleshot, troubleshooted, troubleshot each other's businesses But most important, we were there for each other. Every week, we would show up in body, mind, and spirit. We started as strangers and became friends. Rhonda is a leadership coach and speaker. And let me tell you a bit more about her and why I'm having her here today. She talks about the most wonderful combination of true leadership and cultivates leaders to build teams of raving fans. So many of the skills that Rhonda teaches came from the way she was as a leader. How many of you guys are used to those leaders that are separate, cold, business-like? But here's what's the most powerful. Leaders who care. The ones that deeply care about the people in their lives, their teams, their peers. They care about all of it. This is one of the best fixes for business. We need this. We need more caring. And Rhonda is a woman on a mission to teach and remind us of the importance of caring and love. As you listen to this episode, listen deeply and notice the incredible similarities to coaching and how we as life coaches or health coaches, any kind of coach, can use these leadership skills to empower our clients to create the transformation they are dreaming of. This is all about love and impact, a powerful conversation, a powerful combination. You're going to love this conversation. Hey, Rhonda, I am so glad you're here. Welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. And oh, 
those days when we were together on those Zoom calls were the epitome of the first part of what I wanted to share today, and that's human connection. We so need it, and we've been deprived in so many ways this past year with COVID of that human connection, this, that, that, uh, that sense of belonging. We've had a lot of <laughs> our life kind of, everybody's kind of on edge, you know, instead of just being completely open and enveloping. So yeah, yeah, human connection. Know, I think that what you said there about being on edge, there's a lot of people that are getting worn really, really thin. And, you know, so connection, if we can be even more intentional about how we connect with people, it'll help even now, even for all those people that are experiencing Zoom fatigue and just feeling really separate from the people in their lives. So can you tell me a little bit about you? Let's start with that. Like, how did you start on this journey? <laughs> uh, I like to joke that I feel like I've been a leader since I was in kindergarten. Um, you know, back when I was younger, I thought being a leader was just telling people what to do. And I was really good at that, you know, so I got labeled the, the, the pushy, bossy kind of kind of person. And I must say that as I've gotten older, I, I do understand that it's more than, I mean, sometimes you do have to instruct people on where you need them to go and what you need them to do. But it's a little, uh, there's more to it than just telling people what to do. And uh, when our kids were growing up, I actually grew teams of people in network marketing and direct marketing. So I was constantly building teams and working with people. And then uh, I went into corporate. I was 15 years in corporate and grew a bunch of different teams there. And how, how this all has evolved is... I was canceled after 15 years in the company <laughs> and I, you know, I, I, on my way home, it's like, okay, so uh, what do I do now? I'm 50. I think I was 58 at that point, 58 and a half. And it's like, okay, well, I'm too young to retire. I need to do something. And leadership has always been something really part of who I was and this, connectedness with human beings. I get my energy from human beings and the interaction with them. And that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to create a course. I, I want to simplify leadership. I want to get it drilled down to just that humanness, the human interaction with other people. And that's when we met. Yeah. And so, and that's, that. and that's actually the name of your course, right? Leadership Simplified. That's the name of my podcast. And the course name is Leaders Grow First. Oh, okay. Thank you for yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. tell me about this concept that you and I spoke about last week. It's the concept of be interested. What is it? How does it work? Well, as I, uh, as I have been on this journey, I, I initially started out caring is your superpower. And I absolutely believe when, when you care about other human beings, there are so many wonderful things that come as a result of it. And that was all fine and dandy. 
But what I came to realize is that something had to happen before that. And being interested is a prerequisite to caring. You can't get to the place of caring if you're at first not interested. So you're not interested in the person. You're not interested in losing weight. You're not interested in building muscle. You're not interested in going somewhere where you're not going to care about those things. And so you, you don't advance. And so that's where I started with the breakdown of that word interest and what, what, it, what is, what makes up interest. And I've, I've really noticed a change myself, just even in my life of, I say, I care. And then it's like, okay, Rhonda, are you really interested? Is it possible for you to care that you're willing to do the work? So are you interested enough that you're willing to do the work to get to the place of caring about whatever subject it is or whatever person it is. So I know that you've got sort of four components, but when you've described this right now, it has a feeling of not just be interested, but be committed to be interested. Mm -hmm. So, and I think those four, those four components really probably define the commitment part of being interested right that you just that you just described because the the four components um, the first one is curiosity so you have to spend time wanting to understand you have to spend time being inquisitive you have to spend energy wanting to know right it it's not a fleeting thing Hence your commitment. Okay. So I need to be curious. Yeah. And then the, the second part of interest is attention. So you have to spend time in careful observation. You have to spend time in intentional listening, right? You have to spend time being focused and concentrated on things. Again, committed <laughs> the, <Yeah>. the interest. <laughs> and so the third one is concern. So you want to be able to relate to this person. You want to attend to them, right? You want to have empathy and compassion. And all of those take time and energy and emotion. Here we go back to that word commitment again. It's a great one. Thank you. I'm going to add that. <laughs> oh, good. Um, and, then the, <laughs> and then the fourth one is involved, to be involved, right? So you have to be connected. You have to be present. You have to actively participate. You have to be committed and engaged. Mm. That's what interest is. So yeah, it's a, it's, I'm here, I'm all in. And as I'm interested, and as I'm learning, it evolves into caring about this other person and about the outcome for them. And there's also the caring, there's this this is how you create a relationship. And is it, you know, you can take those four components and apply them at work. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the coaches that listen to this podcast, they're still in their corporate days and they're wishing and hoping that sometime they're going to be able to leave corporate. 
But you can take those lessons now and apply them to the relationships that you have right now. And it's going to change your world. And then, right. And then I think of, you know, what I learned in coach training, curiosity is massive in coaching Mm -hmm. and to be focused on your client, to really listen to what they're saying, to hear what they're saying and to hear what's missing, like the thing that they don't say, you know, so, so many of these qualities really overlap with coaching as well, but it just makes me, I don't know, it makes me excited to hear this. (laughs) Well, the other, uh, the reality of this is being interested is a choice. Mm -hmm. You have to choose to be interested. You have to choose to put yourself in the back seat to be able to focus forward to who's who you're who you're working with. And your your ability to help them succeed and exceed their own expectations, yours and the company's is directly related to how committed you are to be interested in them as a human. And I would venture to say in the coaching profession, I mean, you coach coaches, that would apply. I mean, I think back, I played sports all my growing up years and I have one coach out of all of the coaches that I had that stands out in my mind. And it was his commitment to ensuring that we were actually becoming the best that we could be. Not good compared to somebody else, but us, who we, who we were, where our skills were, and that were we working on those. And it's the same when you're leading people is you want them to understand that they are brilliant as they are and as they grow. And that is their measure. It's not a, compared to somebody else yeah. or something else. And so when you've got a team of people that are, are so committed to doing their work to the best of their ability because they have your backing and they know that you as their leader is rooting for them and giving them everything that they need to succeed, that's what creates the raving fans. That's what creates the explosive metrics without even worrying about metrics. Yeah. And I just, I can see, I mean, sure, it's transformative for business, but it's also just transformative for society and for our world. You think of the number of people that don't really feel like they matter they don't really feel seen. They don't really feel accepted. And if they can experience that in any environment, like the coach that you were speaking about in sports, in work, uh, and at any age, you know, you've got people that are going into their first job. And can you imagine how this would transform their life if this is how they started? This was the beginning of the treatment that they received and how they were related to, you know, what, I can't even imagine what's possible. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, well, there's the ripple effect, right? When we all know that it, it, it happens. And 
my my vision right is for people to be energized coming to work loving what they do and being totally engaged in it and then happy and fulfilled after they leave the building because what happens then is the interaction on the way home the interaction at home the interaction with friends and family has so much more potential to be this wonderful thing than somebody who leaves work completely drained and mad and frustrated that they are not being treated well or they, they, yeah. I mean, you just look at those, those two things, the effect that it could have on society in general, but getting down to that individual person, the difference it makes in their life. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. And, and as you're talking about that ripple effect, I'm listening and I'm hearing, you know, hear what would happen to people who leave, you know, hop from job to job because they've never been recognized. You know, as a business owner, I know how expensive it is to replace somebody. It changes the dynamic of your team. You have to find someone, you have to train someone. So there's there is the cost, the money cost, but then there's also the emotional cost, making sure that the rest of the team still stays intact. So on that side, just that small piece alone, client relations, you know, to have longer term relationships with your clients is huge to your profitability. And then mm-hmm. on the personal side, like you said, get in your car and go on your way home. And maybe you're singing along to the radio and you get home and you hug your kids instead of grumble and, you know, tell people, just leave me alone for a little while. Like it changes relationships with your family. I dare say it probably would save a lot of marriages who, you know, of people who just couldn't stand that stress and the ripple effect is massive. So it just, it's amazing think about the 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 sad part is that the one of the last studies that was done over 72 percent of people say that their boss is the worst part of their job oh wow right and when i yeah i'm horrified when i hear that type of statistic when it's so simple to choose to be interested and to care about the people that you lead. And thinking about your coaches, you know, most of them are probably solopreneurs. They might have a few um, people that that support them and they can work in, inside this framework for those that work, but also they're vendors, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're suppliers. They're the people that they may um, do business with themselves. This is something that can be used and sh- in my humble opinion, should be (laughs) used all the time with every single interaction that you have with every single person that touches your life every single day of the year. When, When your focus is on really, truly understanding them and what's important to them, you then can make much better decisions. 
about how to support them, when to support them, where to support them, that kind of kind of thing. And it also helps you to accept people as they are. Something that I like, I, I joke, uh, but I'm serious. When I, when I say this, if you go to the store and you buy a packet of seed, let's say a sunflower, you've got a sunflower seed and you see this picture of this yellow sunflower. As a gardener, when you plant that seed, you have zero expectation that a rose is going to grow. Exactly, yeah. Zero. And yet we as human beings, for some strange reason... <laughs> have expectations of people other than who they are. Like we, we have so many awesome, individual, spectacular human beings that are unique and, and beautiful. Why do we try and funnel them all into being the same? Yeah. Why do they all need to be sunflowers, right? Some of them What a boring garden, right? Some of them are geraniums. Who knows, right? So let yeah. me, um, we're getting close to time. So I wanted to touch on a couple of other things. So mm -hmm. part of your message is that caring is a superpower. And it ties in so nicely with my new Find Your Coaching Superpower quiz. So for the listeners, I've got a revamped quiz that you can take. I'll pop the link in the episode notes about finding your coaching superpower. And so before we got on and did the recording, I asked Rhonda to take this quiz. And if you could share what you found out was your superpower, and we'll just talk about it for just a couple of seconds. So Rhonda, what was your superpower? <laughs> My superpower was nurturer, right? And it is it is like the perfect combination. So Rhonda also goes by the people gardener. I don't know if you do as much as you used to, but yeah, I God, still do. Yeah. So, you know, the people gardener cultivates and nurtures those people to become the most amazing individuals they can be. So it's absolutely perfect that your yeah. superpower is the nurturer. Mine happens yeah. to be the sage. And so for me, that means I'm always about asking a bazillion questions and trying to get to the bottom of things. And, you know, at the heart of it, trying to find what, what is the truth of life? You know, it, mm -hmm. I say that a little tongue in cheek, but it's actually kind of true. <laughs> so for the people that are listening, take the quiz. I want to hear from you guys. What's your superpower? And um, let me just, I got one. Can I say something about the quiz? Yeah, yeah, please do. Uh, I had to, I had to stop and I had to think hard about a lot of the answers that were listed to the question uh, because they're, at first glance, there were several, but on reflection, there was only one. Okay. That made that made sense for so, for me. So, so, so I I look at the I look at the result as a, a, an accurate result because the question that was asked and the answers given required me to really think. 
which is beautiful in a, in a quiz. There was no knee jerk. I, I needed to work at it. So good for you. I thought it was great. Great oh, quiz. Thank you. And, and it's a great reminder to me too, like having been the one that wrote it to remind people just to take their time. You know, it's not a yeah. rush and it's just an indication of your coaching yeah. superpower so that you can leverage your strengths. And we know that the more, like your metaphor about the sunflower seeds. If you're a sunflower, let's be a sunflower all the way, right? Yeah. So that is it for today. And I just want to thank you again so much for joining us. If anybody, all the listeners who hear this episode, if you resonate with Rhonda's message and you want to find a way of following her and continuing the conversation, she's got a couple of ways to help you. Rhonda, can you share how, to, how they can get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, my website, rhondadelaney.com, is a perfect way to reach me. And I do have a, a freebie on the website. It's uh, three simple actionable steps. I'm very big on that. They can also find me on the two places that I'm most uh, prominent are on Instagram and that's at the people gardener and on LinkedIn, it's just simply Rhonda Delaney and I've got leadership simplified the podcast and it's available on all the different uh, platforms and it's a weekly podcast episode, which candy happened to be podcast yep, number right. four. Yep. She did an awesome, I would definitely recommend all of your uh, coaching clients to get on that podcast. Uh, so episode number four, because she does a great job of talking about listening. Oh, thank I think you. the thing that I learned the, the most about that one was to, to listen to the room, to listen to the, to the feel that listening isn't just your ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's the vibrations. It's the it, it's everything. And that's a huge part in the being interested as well. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And so Rhonda's got lots of ways that you can get a hold of her. If it was me, and I was only looking for one way, I'd listen to her podcast and hear how she talks, hear how she interviews different people, and she has a great message. You're going to learn a lot. And then pop over to her website, download that freebie, and get on her mailing list. She's got all kinds of interesting ways of helping you out. So Rhonda, thanks again for joining me today. You know, I always enjoy speaking with you. And I am so passionate about coaching. And I feel that coaching is the way to help people create a really fulfilling life. The work that you're doing with leadership is completely in line with coaching. And Mm -hmm. so for the coaches that are listening to this, listen to this episode again, go back, rewind, hit pause, take notes, and then put these practical things into action. It is going to really add more depth, more energy to all of your relationships, and especially your coaching relationships too. I know that your experience in this message is really going to help all of the listeners, and I appreciate you so much. It's been so much fun. Well, thank you. Happy to be here. Great. Okay, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, and I want to hear from you. What did you learn from this interview? Make sure to click through to the show notes and leave me a comment. And be sure, again, to check out Rhonda's podcast, Leadership Simplified, and follow her on social. 
Have a great day and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.